Hey everyone, welcome back to Driven Ladies. Today I have a really special guest. Her name is Sofia Castro. She and her husband are very dear to my husband and I. You have completely, you know, changed our life and helped us through our mission to helping other people, couples especially. And, you know, I'm so happy to have you here today. So, Sofia, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much, So I know that uh, women... Uh, driven women are is a, a big thing for you and a big accomplishment and um, I'm so happy to be here to be able to share all of the knowledge that I have to be able to give to your audience and of course you get all the knowledge from us and you go and implement <laughs> it all the time so I love it so it's awesome so just to give you a little back, background of my story um, I am a Cuban descent but raised and born in Florida so i find myself to say a lot that I'm Cuban, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I was really born in Miami. And, um, but my husband and myself met very, very early in our life. Uh, I was 18 years old. He was 22. We both come from extremely humble families. Um, I'm a 10th grade dropout. My husband, Bobby's a ninth grade dropout. Wow. Um, when I met him, he just wanted to be an entrepreneur and I had no freaking clue what that meant. <laughs> You're like, come again. I was like, what? What is that? And, um, but I loved it. I was like, you know what? I, I had dropped out of school because I had to be able to support myself because my family just, we have, you were seven siblings and we just couldn't afford to do things that I wanted to do for myself. And I figured school's really not going to be for me. I have to go out there and just go attack the world. Um, but I didn't know that I was going to attack the world the way we did. Um, so, but when I met my husband, I just kind of clicked and we said, like, let's go for it. Didn't really know much about being an entrepreneur, but his uh, mindset just really helped me guide the way. And once me and him put our powers together, we were able to conquer so much and learn along the way. I mean, these 32 years that Bobby and I have been together have been a amazing journey a big roller coaster, but has been so much fun and so amazing to be <laughs> able to go through it. So um, that's, you know, a little bit of the background. If not, we'll stay here for a whole hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're completely amazing. One of my favorite couples ever. You know, I love mm -hmm. my husband and myself, and we actually have a lot of people in the company who are in business together, you know, and we actually do coaching for a lot of these people because it's one of the main questions I get. How do you work with your spouse, right? And who better than you because they have built a dream life. You know, I think I have a dream life and I feel like I'm just getting started, which is crazy because it's been 14 years of nonstop, 24-7, you know, and that's a big misconception in my personal opinion these days that everybody wants everything now, 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 you know, and, and how... Uh, unaccurate is that? Uh, very inaccurate. It, it does not happen. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you could have. I don't care. It just does not happen that way. You need stepping stones to get where you want to go in your life. And the journey and the empire that you want to build just cannot be built in one day. 100%. So Bobby, my husband loves Bobby. He's like obsessed <laughs> with him. You know, now he's doing coaching with your husband and improving as you're growing is so important you know especially from real people that have done it because there's so many coaches out there that teach you how to do things that they've never done and it's it's like having a coach that's out of shape it just doesn't work like that it, it's it's that's not reality right and unfortunately i feel a lot of people fall for this and for me i'm like let me the, the proof is in the pudding show me a hundred percent show me right and my husband and myself you know very much like you guys you know, we met, worked 
When I say 24-7, if we didn't have to sleep, we didn't have kids back then. Now we have two kids, which we absolutely adore, but it's a different ball game. You also had kids young on, oh, early yeah. on? 19 years old. Oh, six shit. months after I met Bobby, <laughs> we got pregnant. Yes. See, I was 30 and I wasn't ready, you know, but you're mm. never really fully ready never. for children. If anything, I feel kids help you get that clarity and that focus that you need to say, okay, this is where I'm going and I'm going to avoid all the distractions, right? So for Albert and myself, you know, he was doing loans. I was doing real estate and we literally teamed up and worked. It, it was our life revolved around work, which for us, it made us happy because I'm, I love working, you know, and you <laughs> till this day, I'm, I, we're like working now. And, and she's telling me about her day, you know, because we go to Miami and we visit you guys and hopefully one day we'll be in Miami soon with you guys you know but long story so it, it takes a lot of years and me and my husband are always looking for information information to implement to implement to implement now BHG that's how we built the mortgage guys and ambiance right I know you guys have BHG which you built for years exited out right then they went into all this real estate I'll let her explain because it's absolutely fascinating to me how much you can do with the right partner, 100%. right? But how did BHG start? So it's a it's a long story, but I'm going to try to put it in a short yeah. one for you. Valuation um, special. Yeah, so Bobby and I were looking for businesses. We had done many, many businesses that failed uh, for many reasons, and we learned from those failures. And once our daughter was born, which is, Priscilla? I think I always tell, yeah, Priscilla, I always tell <laughs> Priscilla she's the blessing in our life because I don't know that we would be able to accomplish what we had accomplished if it wasn't that we had that drive because we had that little girl that we needed to support yeah. and we weren't going to do the same that our parents did. So I always tell her, thank, thankful for her that she came in the wrong time, I thought, <laughs> but in all actuality, it was the perfect time. It was mm -hmm. exactly what we needed in order to achieve what we have. Yeah. But we started businesses and just started to dabble with no money, no knowledge really on how to run businesses. And we came across, um, you know, an ad on the USA Today about a broker, leasing broker manual. You buy this manual and it teaches you how to be a leasing broker. And we were like, you know what? What is this? Like, we didn't know. But we were looking for so many businesses that we wanted something that was unique, something that not everybody did so that we could try to make something out of it and have, not have so much competition. Um, and Bobby really went into it and started, uh, he was in the Better Business Bureau and he actually went to this company to get them to buy the Better Business Bureau um membership and the gentleman that owned the manual business the broker leasing business fell in love with bobby uh, and, everybody um, does. <laughs> and he said you know what you buy this manual you come with me and i'm going to teach you the full ropes of how this business runs and when bobby got back home and tells me about this i'm like i love it i love it let's do it let's take the chance i was working at a doctor's office um doing ultrasounds and i said you know what you Go ahead and you start the business. When I come home, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. I'll do the nighttime. You do the daytime. And we really looked into this business and fell in love with the process of getting this business done. And we started, Bobby and I, in our living room of a little apartment building, uh, apartment that we had that was like, I don't know, probably 600 square feet. <laughs> and uh, Bobby would work in there. And we just started really putting all of our failure lessons 
into this business? What did we do wrong with all the other failures that we did? And we implemented it into this business. And little by little, we were able to create uh, a business that, and I'm not going to tell you it was from one day to another. It took us 25 years to get it to where we were able to sell the business. It's where a it's long at. Yeah, it was ride. a long road, yeah. but we fell in love with the process of mm-hmm. creating an empire. 100%. And through those lessons, um, you know, we, I was working, like I said, first for a whole year. We were doing, Bobby was doing three jobs, I was doing two, and we had a baby. So we built this up little by little, step by step. We did not jump from here to there. And we just decided that we were going to be very focused on making this one work. It was a business that had a lot of potential. And Bobby loves sales, understands how to create a culture uh, with salespeople. And it was just something that we just said, this is it. What we're doing. And 25 years later, we were able to sell that business that my mom lent us $1,700 for and sold it for a $1 billion evaluation on that business. So, but uh, it was a lot of work. (laughs) It was not easy. We failed a couple of times. We almost lost the businesses, but it was just the tenacity, the perseverance that Bobby's PMA, the stack and rack, the (laughs) non-refundable minutes, all of those things that we implemented through those 20 something years um, that really got us what we were, where we're at today. You tell me 20-something years, and I'm like, oh, God, here we are 14 years and a little bit more in. And for me, it feels like we're just starting, but we've done so much. And when I say so much, I mean, it's like 24-7, 24-7 for years, which is what a lot of people don't see. They see the end result, but they don't realize what it took to get here, Mm -hmm. the struggles, the people. I mean, I call her sometimes. I'm like, Sophia. Yeah. What do I do with this? Because literally, and you know me, I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a... Yeah, you're you're a go-getter. That's one thing you got. <laughs> yeah. So, for sure. So for me, I'm like, it's, it's, it's normal. And then when we talk to couples like you guys that have been there, that have done it, and you tell me, okay, this is normal. Because for us, the hardest part is the people part. Finding the right people to put into place. Oh, my God. That's How hard was that? Very, very difficult. And I'll tell you one thing. There was two or three different types of struggles when it came down to that. At the beginning, we were putting in family into the business yeah. because we just thought that was the easiest way to bring in. Number one, it was the easiest. Number two, that we were trying to help our families, our friends. And we were like, hey, why not? We're starting a business. Let's teach them to come along the ride with us. Uh, that was ooh, that was really, really difficult because, you know, families and friends, they type, type them not want to listen to you. They want to do their own thing. Oh, you're my friend. You're my family. I, You know, whatever. And you try to bring them along with you and they kind of drag you sometimes. And I'm not saying all of them. No. Uh, there are some exceptions to the rules. I have a brother of mine few. that's been working <laughs> with me for many, many years and he's yeah. amazing. And he just is helps us so much. And he's created a, a big part of our real estate business. But then you have others that, you know, slow you down. That was one part. The other part was hiring unexperienced people because we didn't want to pay what the experienced people were. We were like, oh, what do you mean? I'm going to give away part of our money that we worked so hard to bring in an employee that week. No, no, no. And we learned that lesson. That's the biggest lesson that I think I learned when employees is when you want talent and you are ready to scale your business, you've got to pay 
top, top dollars. And you got to get that smartest person, even smarter than you. You You don't want somebody that's not smarter than you, especially in a division or in that department that you want them to run. You're not an expert in everything when it comes down to business. So you need to spend the money and you need to bring in the best in that industry that you are in or that you want for that department. That was one big mistake that we did. And the other one is that when you have a team that you bring in, if you don't allow them to lead and to give you opinion, that's what you have them for. So building a culture around your business, it is so important. So those three things, if I could give you any kind of golden nuggets is friends and family, ooh, you be very careful. Caution. Bring in <laughs> your very top, top talent and pay them whatever the market desires. And number three, culture for your business. It is necessary. Uh, necessary. Yeah. If you don't have a culture, it's going to be impossible for you to build an empire. You know, and to touch on what you just said about talent, because obviously your first employee, your second employee, as you get better, as you get wiser, as you, the business grows, right, you then have the capital to hire better people, you know, because for me, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, the family. Sometimes it works out. I have a few people who work for me from my family, and they're amazing, and then others that it didn't really work out, right, for, you know, entitlement. And this happens with even just friends, family, or people, the first one in the company. I'm like, look, you still have to keep up. We're growing this together, and it's it's a long road to get there. And the work is sometimes more than it was a year ago. We're obviously better because Albert and myself, we really believe in self-improvement, you know, because you, nobody can take knowledge from you. You can lose everything and tomorrow start building again because what you have here and the experience that you already have, nobody can take it from you, right? But Mm -mm. hiring it's a little scary sometimes because I'm like, oh, this person can do it. And I really believe in everybody. But then after like two times, three times, I'm like, okay, we already talked about this. Like it's, it's, it's enough. Like you either get it or you don't. And, and you can tell when people have that spark in that. Yeah. You know what that, that means? Is, you know what? I, another lesson I learned also with employees is that you can't hold on to an employee. If you see that that employee is not fitting the role that he is in or she is in, you cannot stay there and say, oh, what, you know what? I'm going to give them another chance. I feel bad. I don't want to fire them. I don't want... Yeah. Move them around. Take them out of the position. Don't yeah. wait very long because we've learned that lesson also. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that it, it, it brings back the business. It, it stunts you. Yeah. So if you see that something is not working out with an employee, move them to a different division, move them to something else, or just say, hey, sorry, you just don't fit. Our culture is just not working out. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, higher level executives, right? Because at this point, you're talking controllers, higher end managers, different types of positions that really alleviate the time. Because when you're a business owner, (laughs) at the beginning, you do everything. You wear every single hat. And, you know, even till this day, I'm still, like, dabbling into, like, I want to know what they're... I want to make sure everything is flowing because when you build everything, you can do everything from the ground up, right? And regardless of, sometimes I feel like even people that have really other degrees in education, people are still people. Oh. You know, la gente tiene sus mañas. Sí. You know, and, and, and sometimes you, you can't cut yeah. them, and they're not always fit for the environment, and, and it's okay. Because mm-hmm. I used to feel like you, like, oh, no, 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 one more chance. They can do it. Yeah. They can learn it. Believe me that I Don't. can tell you that I learned that the hard way. And Albert asked me one day. What is the one thing you would change if you can go back? And I said, I would have fired this person. 
because that one person caused so much damage to our business. You know what yep, a vampire that, yeah, personality you know what, 100%. is? A hundred percent. Like so much damage. And all we ever try to do is help that person. Like, I, I believe in you, I believe in you. And, and you know, it just doesn't work because, yeah. you know, you have employees so that you give them direction and they get their job done and it alleviates your time. But that is the one you know, thing it, that I can I'm going to use the analogy of, of, you know, the cancer cells. Oh, my God. Once you have one little cell, you know, it spreads throughout and that happens in a business environment in your culture. You're telling it, me. One little bad seed, you're done. So that's why I'm saying you have to recognize those. If you want to really build an empire, a corporation that you want to really scale, that you want it to be there for a long time, a legacy type of corporation, mm -hmm. you got to recognize those right away because they stunt you. They, they don't allow you to get where your end goal is when that person is not even being, it's not you, you're, you're creating this and that person's just... And everything you built, they're dismantling it uh, be below you. And you're not even, you're like, what do you mean? I just did these stacking stones. Now you're, they're broken. What do you mean? And it's that one person. You, you know, it, it's insane that you're telling me this because I know exactly. It's like you're fighting with the enemy yep. every single day and they're inside of your organization. Yeah. It, it's crazy. crazy. You know, yeah. and, and that for me was like huge. That's why now I'm like, okay, it's not working out. We have a sit down. We have another sit down. We have yeah. a, and then I'm like, okay, you got to go. Like, this is just not the place right. for you because we have high expectations. I, I literally expect nothing but excellence. There's nothing wrong with not knowing how to do something. It's the initiative of, okay, how do I do it? How do I get better? You know, yeah. people come here and they're like, man, I didn't even know I can do that. So I'm like, you can do anything. Yeah. You know, just That's all you have to culture. do is culture listen if you have a culture everyone in your team is gonna want to be building up the stepping stone because if you build up that culture everybody's gonna get to the top and 100%. why not being together and build that pyramid all together it takes the whole entire team in order to build a pyramid 100%. so you need every person has to be together holding each other's hand you know, climbing them up to the top mm -hmm. so that then you could go climbing with them. If we all go together, we get you're going to see the, the whole empire that you're able to build. And it's so nice yeah. when you have such a nice culture. And in BHG, um, that was something that I really miss a lot was that culture that we had with that team. Is It's still amazing. That, that company is still, you know, doing amazing. And it's, it's worth still, a lot more now, right? Oh, yeah, way more, <laughs> quadruple than what, what we sold for. But yeah. that company's amazing. The culture Bobby and, uh, you know, Eric, Bobby, and Albert built in that company, all of us, we just built this culture that was just amazing. Yeah. And it's unbreakable. You still go in that office and everybody's wearing the PMA shirts. You know, everybody talks about the non-refundable minutes. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I can't right now. I need to end the month. I need to, my non-refundable minutes are right now accounting. And they just, that mindset, the culture, that's why I'm saying it's really, really And important. it gets engraved here. You oh, know, yeah. that's something big. They take it home. We instill in people. I'm like, okay, your mindset, if you can change this, you can change any type of situation literally anything that you could find yourself in because me like you I also I was the oldest of five super poor I mean I'm talking poor I got my inspo from novelas I was like I want to be rich I don't want to wash dishes I was always in trouble you know like I want to want a better life and that's all think about it when you're little all you have is what you have yeah. around you you don't have a choice but when you get older you have a choice so for me it was that I used to watch novelas with my grandma but you know what like, so I the one thing that I've learned with my kids is that 
when you teach your kids from young age how to have that PMA in their life, mm -hmm. how to be able to create from little. Don't start later. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to us. We created later, and thank God that we had this mindset that we weren't going to follow the footsteps of our ancestries, you know? But at least for my family, we come very ancestries from below or, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> they're, they're not. Yeah. But I started teaching our kids since little of having that mindset of being Uh, entrepreneur, or even if you want to find a career, whatever it is, start from little being that mindset that I'm going to get this done no matter oh, what, what obstacle comes my way, and I'm going to learn from my mistakes. What did my daughter tell you yeah. yesterday? Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> We're she's, sitting there, yeah. and you're like, oh, I don't know how these kids play these oh, yeah. games. And she's like, what did she tell you? She goes, how do you know that you're not going to learn, uh, that you don't know how to play that game if you've never tried it? And you're like, I mean, you're absolutely what? And I'm right. like, that's right, Italia, that's right. Yeah. I'm going to try it before I say that. It was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Yes. And, and we do that a lot with our kids, Albert and myself, because for me, it's very important that they're not, you know, when you make a lot of money, you can spoil your kids easily because you're not teaching them values. You're not teaching them to be kind. You know, they can get spoiled kids, you know. Oh, my God, so, so 100%. So for me, I'm like, okay, Italia. This is a bad check, Mark. We're not going to Target on Saturday because she loves Target. She's like, let's go to Target and buy kids for the to toys for the kids that don't have any. Oh, but one for them and one for me. One for them <laughs> and one for me. You know, and, and just little things. You know, your kids are listening always. They're always. little sponges. So, you know, we'll be like problem and Italia's like solution. Or sometimes we're doing nothing and Italia's like, mommy, problem? And and. I'm like, oh, solution, you know, it's it, even the little one. She's you have two. to. You know what we know now? We didn't know our parents weren't able to give us this mindset, but we know now. So shame on anyone out there that's listening and that you understand this mindset. And even yeah. if you haven't accomplished what you want yet, yet, why not teach your child or your grandkids, whatever it is, to start learning this mindset from their little so that they don't have to go through what we've gone through. Start them young, man. If you start with that mindset and let everybody around you start creating this mindset, your, your venture to your empire is going to be so much easier because I'm telling you, mindset is where... That's how we got where we're at, we're at today. 100%. I, and I know it sounds silly. It's like, oh, cliche, you're saying PMA. It's the But truth. I tell you, if we did not live by the models that we speak on, I don't think that we would have been able to get to where we're at today. 100%. Because it's hard. Business is hard. Yes. It's like you get out of something and boom into something else and boom. You know, but as long as you stay positive and you just keep at it, things always work out. We're firm believers in that. And yes. The better people you have around you, the easier things become. And, and again, that culture, building all that. Now, real estate. Did you guys start investing in real estate when you exited out or while well, well, MBH? Yes. No. So let's talk a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah. So let's. Everybody wants to invest uh, in real estate, but. You know, most people, I get my clients like, oh, no, well, my, my tia told me not to buy. Because, I'm like, don't, does your, what does your tia own? Nothing. Okay, great. <laughs> Ignore, just scratch that. Yes. So. You know, when I first met Bobby, when we were 18 and 22 years old, the first thing he told me is I, my goal is to ever to be a real estate investor, but you need a lot of money for that. And we, back then there was not that all FHA the, loan. The, none of that. And we didn't even <laughs> know, we didn't have the knowledge or whatever. So from the very beginning, we said, we're going to be in real estate, but we started BHG and we started, um, stacking. 
and stacking any little bit of money. And in 95, we were able to buy our first home, which if we knew what we know today, we wouldn't have done it that way. But we bought a few little homes, bought them and flipped them. And we were like, wow, this is cool. We understand back in 95. So we did a little bit about it, but we didn't still understand the business much. In 2003, uh, we had enough stacked you know, we had stacked enough money that we were able to get into some ventures. And we also had a lot of financing experiences at this point because of BHG. And we got into a uh, partnership with a group of condo conversion. Okay. We knew zero about condo conversion, but we thought, oh, it's real estate. Yay. Let's do real <laughs> estate. That's all we knew. Well, we got into it and, um, you know, we, didn't know much about it, Let followed the footsteps of the people that we went into, but then the financial crisis came into play and uh, really... In 08. In 08. It swiped us off our feet. We were like, whoa, what is this? Condo conversion, nobody wanted to buy in 2008, and we had over, I don't know, thousands of units to sell. And um, we almost lost it all, but because of our mindset, we were like, no way. This is not going to happen to us. We're not losing everything we just built. And we still hadn't gotten there. We were like in the part where you're at right yeah. now. And, you know, we yeah. were like, we had something and the business was starting to really kick off. But we were like, oh, my God, we're going to lose it all. So in that point, we started learning what rental income, investing into rental income was all about. We started putting tenants into these condo conversions that we were supposed to sell, we started putting tenants in there till we could get some cash flow yeah. so that we could pay all that debt because we had leveraged ourselves 100% leverage at $81 million in oh assets. Wow. Okay, 100%. So we were like, wow, we started putting tenants in there and we started seeing that we were getting cash flow on a monthly basis. And we're like, oh, no, no, this is what we want to do. Like, this okay. is where we want to <laughs> learn how to be investors into real uh, rental investments. So in that point, it taught us a lot of lessons. Again, a failure turned into a success mm -hmm. because we learned uh, what was going wrong and what we could do right from that. Mm -hmm. And um, so in 2008, we started like selling off all the buildings, coming to the table with money, because it, we couldn't sell it for what we bought it for. Um, but it was okay. We were like, we need to just get rid of this. And in that process, Bobby and I started managing the properties that we owned with our partners. Um, as you're growing BHG. As we're growing. B Actually, Bobby, I'm sorry. Bobby went to BHG and started saying, we're going to make this company like we need to explode it because we need that money to be able to support this real estate <laughs> that's going to take us into foreclosure. So Eric, his brother, I, and his uh, wife, Barbie, we went into the management side of the buildings and we started just trying to survive. And in that point, we learned a lot. And in 2011, my daughter, Priscilla, decided that she didn't want to go to college anymore and she wanted to be an entrepreneur, but didn't really have direction. So I said, well, Priscilla, come along. Me and you will start buying um, foreclosures mm -hmm. and we'll rent them out. You know, we'll buy some and they were back then we were buying things for $40,000. Oh my God, don't tell me, I unit, know. Uh, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. So we bought about 16 homes, Priscilla and I. Um, of course, Bobby was involved, but you know, he was very involved with BHG and that's how we got into what's today Ortsat Capital. Um, and we started just buying little small apartment buildings, little by little duplexes, you know, four doors, six doors, 10 doors like that. Yeah. And um, 
And when, when we exited in 2019 from BHG 100% that Bobby and like I, three years, three ago. years ago, yeah, we exited. We completely switched um, our business to a small family office and started investing our money into multifamily. And that. today we have about seven hundred and seven seven hundred and fifty million dollars in assets it, it, in real it estate. Is crazy. How does how does that make you feel? Because me, I have always loved real estate. Like I'm not I'm not agent, like, because I started off just as a realtor, right? And I, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, man, that's a lot easier than dealing with all these people and all these personalities and all these problems, right? And, but again, you choose your problems. Every, whatever you choose to be, there's always problems. So problem solution. Yep. So when I bought, I love real estate. Like, I'm fascinated. I've always loved it, you know, like. We grew up in a one-bedroom, one-bath, nine people. That's a lot of people. I had to sleep in the living room with my brothers and my sisters, so I always wanted, wondered what it was like to have my own room. So as soon as I could qualify, obviously I met my husband, got into real estate, and I was like, okay, I want to buy a four-unit. How do I do it? So Albert qualified me, told me what to do, da-da-da. I was literally in escrow two weeks. That's why when people give me all their run, I'm like, see, don't give me that. Because I'm the person that's going to tell you, cut the bullshit, stop Just it. get to it. Like, like, cut all the bullshit out. You're, you're lying to yourself. You're making up all these excuses. I've been there. You're not going to tell me all this crap because it's just you making it all up to, you know, Those stop. are the people that see the half cup, half empty yes. instead of you know, half, half full. full. Exactly. That's, you know, and, that's and what I happens. was so proud of myself when I bought those four units. Little did I know I had a tenant from straight from hell. But, you know, I kept it for a while. And the first one, you can manage it yourself. And then we got a management company because Albert at that point had some. And we just kept acquiring three doors, two doors, four doors. Three. We just kept doing that here in L.A., actually, which is something that helped us save our business because we would sell one off. He would sell one off. He's a king of leveraging. Sell one off, pay, you know, make payroll. Sell another one off a quarter later, make, you know, and that's how we kept most people won't do that. That's why they stay little and yeah. small forever. Mm -hmm. But how does it feel? Because you tell me that, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it gets me so excited. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm, I absolutely love investing in multifamily. It's, one of, it's a passion, and it's a great business. It's a great business to create generational wealth. And a lot of people think, oh, my God, that's too many landlord. Oh, I don't want to be a landlord, but I you know, I know that it's great because... That, the but toilets and this yeah, and that. And it's yeah, all, it's all so wrong. It's just people don't know how to do it the proper way. Um, but it's, uh, it's a great feeling. The accomplishment that Bobby and myself have been able to, you know, create this investment firm that we have our own family office and it's all strictly you know, multi-families, um, I, I just, it's great. It's it's a great accomplishment. It feels and it, amazing, right? It's, it's amazing, yeah. I, I, I can't it. even imagine, you know, I was happy with a couple properties here <laughs> and there, you know, and I can't even imagine because Albert's like, okay, this year we're going to restart investing because we literally sold everything. And for me, I'm like, this is something real. You can't spend it. Literally, as long as you don't over leverage, it's always going to be there for you, right? Because I tell people especially my clients back in the day, like they would buy one house, but I'm like, oh, you sure you don't want to buy four units? You can get it with three and a half down. You occupy one, you rent the other three, so you're leveraging. Because let's be honest, in the United States, most people will never save 25% down to buy a four unit. Because anything over four units is a five, it's commercial. Five right. units and up is commercial. Most people in their life, in la vida, in la vida, es que es la verdad. So I would tell my clients, a lot of them are Hispanic, like, I want to help my people, right? And I'm like, okay, have you ever considered buying 
four units or three units or even two units and then buying your house because then you can come in with 5% down as long as it's owner-occupied, right? And then you start stacking. Yes. Most people don't stack. You know, there's all these, um, what are they, not investigate studies on how a household, if they make an extra $1,000, they will find a way to spend those $1,000, it yes. is humans. It is just what it is. It's what human nature does. And we have to be strong enough to say, okay, these are my goals. Exactly what I did my, with my home. I said, qualify me. I did my taxes. I had to pay all this money in taxes. But guess what? Two, I'm not kidding you. Two weeks later, I was in escrow for my first property because that was my main focus. You know? Yeah, I wish that people would understand that if you're, you know, the American dream, I want a home. If I own a home, I've made it. Guys, if you're not tell them in, what you told me last yeah. night. Tell, tell if, them what if you you're told me. not in in the level of life that you have reached the success, freedom, of financial freedom that you are able to say, you know what? If I buy a home for whatever amount of money, it's not going to touch my monthly um, expenses. It's not going to. It's not going to bother. I could go and invest whatever. They go and buy a home when they're still not even, they're still an employee making very little and then they're home poor, you know, because mm -hmm. they get all their money and your money, when you buy a home, what do you do? All the money goes into a garbage can, right? You're putting your monthly money. You're not receiving no income on this house. Yeah. Every dollar you make goes into this house, right? So, it, and then they sell, but I bought the house for 500000 and three, four, five years later, it's worth $2 million. Well, calculate what you have paid for in those five years or whatever it is, your mortgage, your taxes, your insurance, your expenses of whatever breaks down in the house, and you add, you made $0. All you're getting is your money back, back that you put into it. Where if you at the beginning go and buy yourself a fourplex, that it's going to cost you the same amount of money that a house costs you, you live in one, for a year or two, mm -hmm. until you could get, you're getting all, now you buy a fourplex, you live in one of the units, now you're receiving money every single month, and you're paying zero on your mortgage. Your, your, your payroll is going straight to you to be able to stack and rack, and you are going to be able to become your own employee in a year or two, yep. you're going to see, and then later on, you move out of that fourplex, and you go buy yourself a house or whatever you want to do. But this whole mindset that I have to live the American dream and buy myself a home first, you're home poor. Yeah. You are not yeah. creating no, 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 um, um, what is you, it, yeah. empire for yourself. Yeah. You're, 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 you're taking away from yourself buying a home guys rent for the beginning part and go invest it in a property that's going to bring you in money mm -hmm. instead of taking away money from you. Well, most people stay stuck, really. It's like an anchor, you know, and I, I'm telling you because I have tons of clients. It's been years, and I always do my best to guide them. People, everybody, you know, wants what they want, and that's just what it is. As long as you're taking educated um, decisions, you're making educated decisions based on, you know, it's different. It's like some people are always going to make that amount of money because they're not bettering their skills because, you know, the higher your income, the more that's required of you in any organization. Right. And that's the important part of it that I feel like most people just get stuck places and, uh, and you have the power to change anything, whatever it is that you're in, you just have to set some goals, be with the route, sp right spouse, because that is 
key. I can't tell you. My husband and I talk about this all the time. Doesn't matter how motivated you are, how inspired you are. If you go home to lay in bed with your wife and she crushes all of your dreams, and that starts because you're not on the same page, you and I just discuss this. This is the main question I get from women. And a lot of the times I'm like, hey, let your man go out and execute. Now, if he's messing around, that's a different story. But if he's out there hustling and you're over here like bitching when he gets home, like nobody has time for that. You know, we're fighting against the world. There are disagreements. I'm not saying by any means, which is my next question to you. Sometimes I want to kill my husband. Like, I'm like, dude, just like <laughs> stop talking. Do not like just zip it, you know? And you know what I'm talking about? 100%. Because being in business together, him and I do everything together. We don't work out as often because of the kids now. And I actually miss that a lot. But we try on the weekends or we do our best to juggle everything and make everything work. That's why when people give me their excuses, I'm like, don't do that to me. Like, it doesn't work with me. It might work with other people that are lying to you like, oh, it's OK. You know, but it's not OK. It's not OK. You know, if those are your dreams, you go out and get them. Yes. So what is the most the biggest advice, you know, you can give to people? Because we talked about this last night when you were over about being on the same page, this does not mean you have to be a touch by the hip by, by any means. This means, what does it mean, Sophie? Yeah, so my biggest advice always that, you know, when they ask me this question is that when you are, when you have a spouse that you either work with them together or you're in two different careers, mm -hmm. it does not matter. But both of you need to be aligned. You have to have one goal that you both are going to go towards it. You got to be parallel to each other getting to that goal. If you guys don't have the same vision, if your spouse is stopping you from being a big thinker, a big dreamer, or a, helping you achieve the goals that you want, which is going to help the whole entire family. 100%. So if you're together in business, one advice that I always tell everybody is that you both have to have your own lane. What are you going to be responsible for? What am I going to be responsible for? You've got to go together. You're going to be parallel, heading to the same direction. Because if you don't have direction, this is what happens. You're going to be bitching at each other all the time because, oh, I thought you were going to do it. Oh, no, but you were going to do it. And no, but I do it better than you or no, 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 whatever the case may be. Have your own lane, knowing that you're going in the same direction. If you're not in the same business and you have two different careers, that doesn't mean that you still don't need to be shoulder to shoulder, hand to hand to help each other get to that end goal. Yeah. And, you know, I always I always show an example that sometimes Bobby goes a little faster mm -hmm. than me, but his hand is right there holding it and let's go pushing me. And there's other times that it's me. Yeah. I'm going towards this goal. I know, babe, come on, we got to do it. Let's go. It doesn't matter don't be old because you, you know, don't claim the leader. I'm the better yeah. one or don't do this. Just because you're a man doesn't mean that you're better or that you need to be that alpha. You 100%. both have to be aligned together, have the same goals and bring each other up. If mm -hmm. one falls, grab them. Let's go. Guys, it's the worst thing when I see couples that are tearing each other apart, apart, going, tugging this way, tugging that way. And where are you going? You can't get up there if you're tugging each other other ways. You get stuck in you get stuck. the process. And, and that's where divorces come in play. That's where you start blaming everybody. That's when you're miserable. But if you are both a goal, guys, it's so important to have goals. 
I love to tell people have the biggest goals ever and put it up there. That is <laughs> up in the sky and have stepping stones. Yeah. You have to have stepping stones one by one. And if you are not aligned and helping both of each other up that ladder, you're never going to get up there. Yeah. You cannot be successful. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how much money you have yeah. because that brings you down, tears you apart. Yeah. And if, you know, men sometimes don't like to bring their women into this business stuff. And let me tell you, it's the biggest mistake a man could do. Because if even if she doesn't work with you, let's say she's a housewife. You still need to bring in your wife and explain to her what your goals are that you want to accomplish. And if she's that housewife for you guys, that's a bigger job oh than being God. an entrepreneur. You're oh 24-7 with these babies. They're running the household. And <laughs> guess what? That household, if it's not ran properly, you crumble too. 100%. So if the housewife is a house, you need to come home and explain to her what happened to your day. Because what happens when, uh, and, and vice versa, if it's a woman that's out exactly. there. And, but you come home and you're so happy. Oh my God, today we closed 100 loans. We're so happy. And you're home, right? And you're miserable because the kids have been driving. <laughs> driving you crazy but albert comes in super happy and you're you're a nag yeah. guess what you just brought the whole vibe that albert accomplished down, down. so guess what now albert's gonna be the fucking you know, sorry my bad words and then or, well, vice versa, well, yeah. <laughs> or vice versa he comes home in a bad mood and you're ready to talk because you've been home with the kids all day and you want an adult conversation 100%. guess what he doesn't want to talk he's super pissed because something happened at work how do you know that he had a bad day? Or how do you know if he had... So if you are not communicating with your spouse about your goals, about your career, it's impossible. I don't care what, guys. You're not going to reach that empire that you want to build. So 100%. being aligned, communicating with your spouse, with being in business with you, not being in business with you, having two separate careers, it does not matter. Mm -hmm. That alignment... And having that same goal is a key to re to be able to accomplish an empire to leave for a legacy. 100%. And for the record, for those stay-at-home moms, uh-uh. The days that I have mm. literally no help, I'm like, holy mother. Like, I'm not even ready to that go back to work on Monday. the hardest job ever. It I, it's not me. I can never do it. You know, I only I have can't. two kids. And these kids, I'm like, it's never ending. It's just never ending. Something breaks, something. It's always something. It's a hard job. It is the hardest job ever. Keeping the house clean, cooking, you know, maintaining the whole it, family. Crazy. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's And I have a lot of help. And it's still hard for me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'd rather just come oh, yeah. to the office and deal with all of this, you know. But... Yeah. Yeah, so being on the same page is important. A hundred percent. Communicating and explaining and being on that, you know, parallel line. Being on that parallel road to your empire is yeah. extremely important. We actually have a relationship improvement dinner that we do. And because some, some things, think about it, you're with somebody 24-7. It's totally different than dating. Um, yes. And you realize, like, all the little flaws of someone and vice versa so we hold each other accountable as well i remember one day one of our somebody in the company was like albert's so mean why would he tell you that i think it was one of our driven couples and i was like oh no it's cool i don't mind if i get a little fat it's okay i like my husband to tell me because i don't want to end up like this right <laughs> because that's how people end up and he didn't marry a fat girl yeah. he didn't 
And, and nothing, again, however you're happy, everybody is different. But I married a, a stud, you know, and he married a really <laughs> hot girl, which I don't know if I'll ever be that hot again. But you get my point. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's the way he didn't say, hey, you're a fat ass. He just said, hey, Sil, you know, make sure you don't skip stairs today. You're a little, you're getting a little. <laughs> you're getting a, a, a little, little choppy. <laughs> a little blown up. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm like, thank you. Like, because someone has to hold us accountable, yeah. you know, and, and when you're with someone for so long now we have separate bathrooms it is the best thing in the world i don't have to see his mess <laughs> i don't care if his clothes are not in the hamper you know my housekeeper handles that but you you get my point yeah, like yeah. It, it's those little things so we would sit down and talk about stuff like this or we have a rule now we do not talk about work like if we're going on a date i'm like we will talk at the beginning and if once we start having a drink or two i'm like we have a rule it's like it's done yeah the, the work talk is done because that escalates very quickly yeah, yeah. when you work together it's uh, it it gets um it's so easy to just talk about work right oh and I, it, we got into that routine too and <laughs> it, it's kind of some women say my god but i'm already tired i and especially if they're not in the same business or if they're not in the same career it's tiring to talk about the same thing over and over so that's another thing that's very important is to know your boundaries and have those date nights and and being able to talk about each other and again if you're in a different career than your husband or your wife um, give them the opportunity too to speak about how was your day, what was yeah. your productive, yeah. what is what are you going through, what do you do you need any of my yeah. help? Do yeah. you want me to be an ear and just listen, or do you want me to give you a comment on what you know suggest something that's going to work for you, or 100%. or a housewife that wants to explain to you, God, you know, today I did this with the kids or whatever. <laughs> you have to listen to each other and being able yeah. to just disconnect and have personal communication because that's important but too. But that is like the key, you know, humans honestly don't know how to properly communicate. Most it's problems you can fix just by having to sit down and communicate, talking about it, right? But I'm telling you because I deal with 300 plus people in the company like it's crazy and i'm just like you know this is a simple call you just have to say da, 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 boom done see i'm the person that picks up the phone i'm like okay let's talk about yeah. it because i don't like like drama and bs like it, it, it takes away from the main goal yeah it, you know it, it makes it a, a it gives you a bad taste in your mouth instead of making this journey a pleasant and enjoyable one you know and communicating sometimes people think that it's um communicating to fight it's not to communicate yeah. to fight. You have yeah. to communicate to resolve an issue and to find a solution instead yes. of coming in with a problem saying, hey, I this is something I don't like. How can I fix this with you? How can we, you know, make this better mm -hmm. so that we can enjoy this journey instead of it being torturous and and not enjoyable you yeah, know and, and hate each other through the process but there's also levels you know it's like you know you have your single life then the kid yes. life and then in between is always business life right but like for him and i at least like i love albert to like i'm obsessed with him he is he is the most kindest of course he also gets on my nerves here and there you know <laughs> but like I, I love him i understand him i know how he operates so you know as you grow older together because he's literally my best friend like i can tell him anything or sometimes he'll piss me off and i'll be like dude what the fuck? <laughs> you know <laughs> and he gets it and then vice versa because we have that open openness with each other you know but he's yeah. just like the kindest most giving person so i'm normally like the blocker i'm like uh -uh, we're not doing that you know because i'm good at reading people and i've learned with the years that most people just want to see what they can take you know and we're always giving 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 and i've even told albert once before i don't know if this ever happened to you where i'm like 
man, should we just stop doing that? Because most people don't appreciate it. But then you have the five that do and the 10 that don't, you know, because people become entitled. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, I want to bring everybody along. I want to give them experiences. I want to show them what's possible. Like the life that you can create if you just work your butt off every single day, right? Because a lot of people, they let off the gas at the wrong time. You should never let off the gas, ever. Momentum is everything. A hundred percent. I mean, look at me. I'm still, me and Bobby are still, <laughs> we're still out Crazy. there creating and wanting more and uh, we never give up. But yeah, that's hard because, um, you know, people think that success is easy and that they just want to go in there and, oh, I'm just going to put in this effort and that it's just going to come. It's never, it never stops. You always have to, especially, um, for like, for example, for Bobby and myself, we have this 100 year legacy that we're wanting to create Crazy. and we're in the middle of creating this path. Um, we're never going to be able to stop because we're creating it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's something that no matter how financially free we are right now, we're not finished with the journey that we want to leave behind. Yeah. So we haven't stopped working and we don't let off the gas at all. You know, like I was telling you yesterday <laughs> too, we used to work 24 seven every single year, like it nonstop yeah. 365 days of a year. I, since the, since we sold the company, I try to enjoy my Saturdays and Sundays now. Mm -hmm. um, I try to take them because I'm at an age right now that if I don't enjoy that, I'm getting, out. you know, I'm 51 years old. So I need to enjoy life now a little bit. Bobby doesn't understand that. Bobby <laughs> has no Saturdays and Sundays. Um, and sometimes I get a little upset with him because I'm like, come on, let's go. But, you know, Bobby's mindset is Bobby's mindset. And nobody's mm -hmm. going to change that. But I do now. But before, Saturday mm -hmm. and Sunday meant nothing. Seven days yeah. a week, 365 yeah. days a year was yeah. us trying to create this empire that we have our Created. mindset mm -hmm. on. And you can't stop. You cannot no. stop until no. you have not reached that level of financial freedom. That And everybody's financial freedom is so completely different. different. But if you let off that gas when you're halfway... <laughs> You're not going to get there. Never. You're never, never getting there. Never. It's it's hard because once you start letting off that gas, you lose that momentum, like you just said, you know, and mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to put in that hard work, but they want the results. That's most people, I would say. So it's it's hard. But guys, I mean, I mean, I tell you, Bobby and I, the first 10 years of us being in the business, we didn't travel. We didn't, we weren't able to get like personal goodies that we wanted we put all the stack and racking all in there because we knew what the results were going to be later so we're yeah. able to reap the rewards today well you know Sophia literally cannot work if she didn't want to anymore <laughs> but what happens I always tell people this when you build such a crazy work ethic which is what it takes to be successful so don't get confused don't listen to people that are like the 15 minute work day I'm like oh. no 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 that is a Yes, it depends on what you're trying to build. And for me, at least, I love working. Like, if I'm not productive, even at home, I'm, like, cleaning or even with the kids, I'm, like, okay, Tala, let's go make the bed, let's go do Because I have my kids like this. You know, I'm, yeah, like, nah, -uh, so this, this, this wasn't free. <laughs> <laughs> you see them. And for me, it's just, I always, I need to feel productive always. You know, and when people are, like, how do you guys do it? How do you? And to me, it's, like, look, where there's a will, there's a way. People end up where they want to be, period, because they couldn't come to a training, but their 
partying that night. So it's, it's all about choices, and your choices determine where you end up in life. The people you surround yourself with determine where you end up in life. And there's just this misconception of, I don't even know, it's crazy. The world is like, there's so much information out there. A lot of it is garbage. So it's our job to kind of dissect it, take what applies to us, because not one person has the right formula for you or for me or for him or for him. It's like we're all different. We all have different goals in, in place. Yeah. We all have different abilities, different strengths. You know, I focus on my strengths, but I'm like, okay, also my weaknesses, I want to make them better little by little. But his strengths are my weaknesses, and my weaknesses are his strengths. It's crazy. Me and Albert are like this. So we together make like this really powerful mm -hmm. team that people don't understand that but i'm like that's why you cut the bullshit you cut the yeah. crap you cut the you gotta, fat you gotta let go of that outside noise because i tell you everybody's focus everybody's empire everybody's dreams goals are so different and you need to focus and really have a clear path of what you want. It doesn't matter if you don't want to be financially free and you just want to have a, a life where you can make enough just to get by. That's perfectly fine. Have that clear, have that goal, have that knowledge and let the outside noise out. Let, yeah. Even family members. Oh my God. It does not matter. Just have that clear path. If you set that clear path and you have that final goal, guys, you're going to see how life is so much easier and you're going to get wherever that means you're going to get it. 100%. Like I said, yours, mine, everybody's is so different. So, yeah. yeah. And I, and I love that I can always call you and get advice. Cause I'm like, I know this has happened to Sophia. Let me call her before I <laughs> murder someone. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. So to wrap up here, Sophia, you know, obviously like you just mentioned, you guys have done a lot for me. It just feels like the beginning for you. It kind of feels like the beginning of what you're building now. But till this day, you're still extremely busy 24-7, right? Yep, I choose it. Right? I, I choose worked it. out with her this yeah. morning, and, and she's like a beast. She's, I'm like, you know, in between my, my, my refs, she's like, I'm going to go do burpees over there. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's like, for how important is fitness? Has it been in your journey? Because for Albert and myself, I don't know if you just got into this. I know Albert told me that he trained with, Bobby or something and he yeah. almost died yeah so for me it's like I've always worked out because it just makes me feel better you know so when people tell me oh I I don't have time I'm like no you don't make time because it's not important to you which is very different than not actually having time health How important is, is it? health and fitness is extremely important if you don't have that it doesn't matter how billionaire you are it doesn't matter if you don't have health in your life you can't live you you're gonna deteriorate you're gonna die you're gonna do whatever so health and fitness for bobby and i is super important so for me my first first thing i do in the morning is i count it as i tell everybody why am i so committed to my working out because i put it on my calendar mm -hmm. as in meeting and all my employees know that from seven to eight o'clock in the morning don't bother do not me. bother me do <laughs> not put a meeting i don't care who it is no absolutely not I go every morning to work out because that makes me feel super empowered. Like I get up and I'm ready to hit the world. So, and also that it creates, you know, my health, my being, it, it just gives me the energy I need. And I know that I'm going to stay healthy and be able to conquer the world afterwards. So if you put this in your agenda, like yeah. if it's a meeting, it's yep. you are committed to it. Trust me, you're going to get there. And if you know how important it is for you to be able to live your life healthy, 
if you want to create anything in the world. Health so, is your biggest Health is number well. one. It really is, you know, because without that, you don't have much. Yeah. And when you're in your deathbed, you wish you had another day. And there are so many things, you know, that people can do differently. Like you could just anything, like a walk. I tell people this all the time. Walk, walk for an hour. Anything, anything, anything. You know, even on the weekends, I'm like, okay, if I work out on a Sunday, I don't have to worry about it. Monday, because I feel like Monday, at least in an organization, is the most important day to set the tone for the week, and that's everybody in the company, yourself as well, right? Yeah. Because you're setting 100. that tone. If you start off slow on Monday, it's like, and eh, the the week yeah. kind of drags along, and you know, me personally. If I don't work out, I feel like crap. Like, I, I just feel like low on energy, you know, and it, it just doesn't work for me. So I do the same. It's like yeah. from this time to it's this time, it's my workout. Put it on like if you're a, like you have it, your job. That's a job that you have in your schedule every single day. And you'll, I mean, at least that's the way that I see it. If you, you make your meetings, yeah. you make, you got to get to work at a certain time and you, you committed to that. So make it a commitment because trust me, it is if you don't have health, yeah, you have nothing. You, can, you have nothing. Yeah, but it's easy to, especially you know, self-employed people like or anybody really. It's easy to let yourself off the hook because there's no consequences. Like oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the day after. You know, and again, for me, it's just always been number one. That's yeah. Albert calls it a non-negotiable. Yeah, so you have to too. have your non-negotiable. Non-negotiable for me. Yeah. So and for me, it's like an honor to have you as a friend. I know that I can always call you and it, it really pays to have smart friends because yeah. even yesterday, yeah. I'm like, I learned so much just from talking to you. And even if I already know these things, it's the reminders that I get from like, OK, she's been there. She's a solid source. Like we were talking about how you're like, still, I just recently started buying not recently, but like a couple years ago, really expensive things because I could because it doesn't make a difference as opposed to what's going on in the world where people will literally not be able to pay their rent to buy a Gucci purse has no money in it see i've never been like that for me i'm like i'll take the money I'm, I'm cool with the money you know and i always look nice but that doesn't mean that my things cost hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars when i have like as much as you i don't know maybe i'll change my mind you know she even has a damn designer she's showing me all her outfits you know for driven because you don't like see i love shopping for anything buying anything makes me happy so you know, I'm, I'm excited to be I'm as one of those you weird girls don't like <laughs> shopping, I don't wanna, but I do love to dress up nice and look good. You always look so, nice, but just don't like to go there. Yeah. So <laughs> to close out, what is one thing Albert loves to ask this to people? And I think it's so cool. Like one thing that literally nobody knows about you. One thing, something oh cool. Oh my goodness. <laughs> She's um. up too many things. <laughs> She's like, I can't disclose. One cool thing that don't know about me. I would have to probably say this because I've told my kids, um, I'm not big into religion, but I do believe in God a lot. Mm -hmm. And I pray every Same. morning and every night. And anytime I feel a prayer for me is very important. I'm not, I don't go to church. I don't belong to any kind of religion. I just believe that there's a upper power. God's up there. And i very close to prayers when I feel down and out, when I feel happy, when something's good. I always Not just think, when it's bad. Nope. I always, every day, um, I go to sleep and I wake up with a prayer. And, um, I love that. And even during the day, if I feel, if like I said, good or bad, I, you know, really feel that that makes me, um, like, whole. Oh, I don't know. So it's something that really nobody knows because I'm not super religious. Oh, I love you know? that. Yeah. I, I'm not super religious either. I do believe in God, however. Yeah. There's definitely a higher power. Um, yeah. So where can people follow you? Because she is freaking amazing. If you do not follow her, you need to follow her. 
So my handle on Instagram, it's official Sofia Castro, and that's spelled uh, the Spanish way, S-O-F-I-A. Um, LinkedIn, it's Sofia Castro. Facebook, it's official Sofia Castro, just like the Instagram. And my web uh, page, which is officialsofiacastro.com. Thank you. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. Thank you. It was awesome. Yeah. It's been so fun hanging out with you guys for two days. I know. <laughs> thank you. And thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time in Driven Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like it? That was awesome. Oh, this shit was shit. about to fall. I was like, oh my, I was all holding <laughs> it. I'm like. <laughs>